Welcome to Let's Talk. Here we will focus on the hustle, the juggle, and everyday struggle of small business. About their everyday struggles, stresses, and ways they have been able to overcome the challenges of running their business. We welcome questions and comments, so please feel free to email us at admin at plemonscpa.com. We hope you enjoy, and above all, we hope it helps. Well, welcome to the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business. I am your hostess, Thalia Williams. So glad to have you here today. Today in our studios, we have Mr. J.T. Lyles, a personal trainer here in San Antonio. Welcome, J.T. Well, thank you so much for having me today on this podcast. Um, Yeah, I'm Coach J.T. I I have recently kind of rebranded a lot of the things that I do with a company called Bootcamp Nation. And what we do as a whole, we do have one-on-one training. We have online training as well. We have uh, classes, but with our classes, we kind of do them more event style. So this actually, that actually, the events and everything have become very popular here in San Antonio. And I actually started doing them. It's not my first rodeo, but they got popular during the pandemic because everybody was at home with nothing to do but just look at social media all day. So I was like, ooh, this is my opportunity, you know, with the whole shutdown and everything. They might have shut us that, shut the gyms down. I kept going, just training people outside. Um, I saw some of the businesses that they had shut down and just basically suppressed a lot of the restaurants and everything like that. They suppressed it to where they could only have a certain amount of people, certain capacities. And a lot of people that I train own some of these places, right? And uh, to collab and, and some of them had just opened up brand new places. And then like right when they're expecting, you know, all this money to come in from opening up, they they can't do nothing. You yeah, know, this, nobody the knows. world yeah. shut down. Right. So it started with me helping out, you know, a friend you know, with his business um, and a couple other businesses. And I said, why don't I get like an exclusive fitness event going here and uh, we'll do it my style. What I like to do is I like to get a DJ out. I like to, uh, I like to, um, you know, with the DJ, I like to do giveaways and everything like that. Um, and just make it like a whole vibe, make it fun. So a little fun fitness event where we work out afterwards, we eat, we have, you know, a little brunch or dinner, whatever, you know, the setting is, whatever the mood is, uh, for that particular event. And, and we just vibe and people really, really loved it. And what's that has turned into is a big thing where I just wanted to expand on giving back, right? Cause the whole reason why I do everything is I love people seeing other people do well. And I'm like, how can I elevate this even more? So it's one thing to help people out with their fitness, with their mindset behind the fitness and everything. But the other thing is there's so many other causes out there where people, um, you know, just they need help. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, let me attach this to a cause. I'm making pretty good money with these events and everything. Uh, I'm okay. I don't even really need the events. My my regular business is doing pretty well uh, and growing. And so. I said, I'm not going to do any more events unless I attach it to a bit, some sort of big cause where we can, you know, raise some money and give back. Um, we've done breast cancer awareness. We, you know, helped out the, some of the nurses, had them in as VIPs, uh, donated money to Morgan's Wonderland and, and just a lot of other different causes out there that are local, um, where we can give back to our community, bring people together. And it's, it's more beautiful to see that because sometimes you get people who have never even worked out, come do this event, you know, really bold, but they wanted to, they saw 
it as an opportunity to give back as well as work on themselves a little bit and kind of jumpstart their fitness journey as well. So um, that that's where I've been at with everything is just everything I wanted, everything I'm doing is predicated upon the service that I can do for other people. And I know as long as I'm doing that, I'm going to be all right. So how did you manage to start out on this journey? I mean, for those who don't know mm-hmm. your beginnings, how did you okay. manage to start out on this particular journey, the health journey, the fitness journey? Yeah, so that 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 actually stems back pretty pretty way back. I've been in the game for a minute, um, but you got a baby face, though, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a you know, black don't crack, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my people, but uh, you know, good genetics too. My mom's a beautiful lady. Still to this day, look younger than me. From the beginning, how the fitness kind of started. I grew up an athlete and everything. And, uh, you know, as you get at, get into adulthood, you get away from it a little bit. I had this little thing where, you know, I was young in my young 20s. I work out once a week. I'm good. You know, like I'm, I'm still I still got it. And, you know, I got into the oil field. And when you're out there on the oil field, you definitely can't work out as much. Or at least I thought you couldn't at that time. And you get to eating. I, I was old school oil field. So we didn't have these like great luxuries where they had this all this beautiful catered food and stuff that they have at some of these companies now. It was like they was bringing us tacos and McDonald's and stuff like that. and Anything you know, to get you full. Yeah, anything to get you full just so you can keep working and stuff. And, you know, we didn't even, like, back then when you was out in the field, you was out in the field. We didn't go back to no hotels or nothing. So it was really, we really just ate whatever they fed us. Um, and, you know, a lot of my work wasn't that physical as a lot of people think. And, you know, one day I'm walking with the kids in the mall. And I'm looking at myself. I got like these real skinny arms and a big old belly and man boobs. And I'm like, yo, this is not the move. I'm sitting here, man. I'm, I'm telling, I'm telling, uh, you know, my baby mama at the time, I'm telling her like, you know, why didn't you tell me I look like I tried to have you come to the gym? And I'm like, man, I'm over here sending pictures to girls with my shirt off thinking I'm sexy. And I'm like, I look like this. Why nobody tell me, you know? So anyways, uh, right around that time, I, uh, one of the guys in the oil field at that time, he was getting into fitness too. And it's funny because uh, his wife is actually one of my clients now here in San Antonio. But uh, he was getting into fitness and he showed me this documentary on Netflix called Fat, Sick, and Nearly Dead, right? Mm-hmm. And it got like deep into the nutrition. I think the whole video is about 90 minutes long. I watched about 20 minutes of it, scared the crap out of me. Right? <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, 20 minutes of it, scared the heck out of me about food. So I went in on my nutrition hard man i went like from zero to 100 real quick went in on the nutrition did a lot of studying and everything on my own and i got really good results from it and then i just got relentless because the hours we were working were crazy out there so i got relentless with my my working out and everything i bring my dumbbell to work they would make fun of me you know walking around my big old tub of protein i had my own little like expensive cooler i would bring out there because i was not about to eat what they were giving us out there and uh, I just pretty much made my own reality, made my own surroundings. And as much as they were making fun of me, it got to the point once they saw me looking good and having results, everybody else started like noticing, you know, how relentless I was with, with me becoming, you know, more just getting better and being healthier that they wanted to do it, too. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys out there be having health issues and everything. You make good money out there. But what good is the money if you're spending it all on medical bills? Agreed. You know, I started coaching a lot of guys out there. Um, and not even coaching them for money or anything. It was just 
like they asked. So I helped out. I felt impelled to help out. Anybody that wanted to know, I talked to them about it. Um, and then some of the upper management, you know, they started hearing about it. And they, I would clock into work and they'd be like, come with us today. You're not going out there. And next thing you know, we at the gym, you know, like working out. And I'm pretty much training them, you know, things that I knew. I already kind of knew how to work out because, you know, I, I had real co- good coaches teaching us the basics of bodybuilding, working out and all kind of stuff coming up. So that was just second nature for me, you know, like riding a bike. Once I got back in there and made my mindset to do it, you know, that's all it was, you know, and as a lot of people fall short of actually doing whatever it is, you know, that they know is right. You know what I'm saying? They know what to do, but they just won't do it. So I just got to the point where I'm just going to do this. I'm going to make it work anyway, anyhow, even if I work 16 hour shift, uh, before I went to bed, I was like, I got to get to that gym, you know, hit the gym first and, you know, sleep better afterward, you know. And uh, if I was at work, I knew I wasn't going to be able to hit the gym. I do figure out a time or someplace at work. I'm going to get a little workout in. And the number one thing is I'm going to eat healthy. So that's how it all started in the oil field. And then layoffs came. You know how the oil field is always up and down and everything. And when layoffs came around, I was probably one of the last people to, that they laid off. And they was all sad, didn't want to see me go type stuff. But I was happy because I was like, I was going to quit anyway. But now you all got to pay me, you know. <laughs> And around, it was around that time I knew I was going to get into training. I was going to get into, you know, meal prepping and doing all these different things and, and uh, just making my way in the fitness world. And that's how it started right there. The, the rest is history. I mean, I had some ups and downs, some really bad downs along the way. But these last few years have been really, really good for me. That's good. That's real good because, like you said, with COVID, everybody was literally shut in and couldn't do nothing. They, yeah. Like you said, the gyms were closed. The restaurants were closed. Absolutely. So the challenge for you was, was it a big challenge to pivot or was it relatively simple? To me, it was relatively simple uh, because everybody's stuck at home at that point and everybody's on social media now. You know, and with everybody having to be stuck at home on social media, I'm getting so much more engagement. I'm like, they're going to have to watch me do these workouts. So I started. I remember it's funny, funny story about when they shut down. All right. So I remember they shut down like all the regular gyms and my gyms a private gym. So they shut down all the regular gyms and I get up on I get up on uh, social media, get on my Instagram story. And I'm sitting there, hey, if you're a trainer out there and they shut your gym out, you know, those corporate gyms, we're not shutting down. You know, us private gyms, we got it. Talk to me. I got you. I'll help you with your career and everything like that. You know, I was all gun ho The next day they shut us down. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a little embarrassing. <laughs> Just a tad. But, but you know, it, it did get more eyes on me, you know. Uh, it was very embarrassing. But just a tad. But, you know, um, I'm I'm still grateful for it because – with everybody's eyes being on me um, and with COVID being one of those things where, you know, we now know it's kind of the survival of the fittest. A lot of people with the pre-existing problems or that are just not healthy or in, in the health that aren't able to withstand it, you know, whether they got Correct. the vaccination or not now. Correct. You know, and so uh, a lot of people are a lot more health conscious or are trying. And so with me staying on social media, I had I had like about I had over 40 clients in the gym and I got reduced down to about eight. Right. And we were working out outside different parks and stuff like that. The, the uh, gym owner was generous enough to like let me borrow equipment from the gym and then we could use it outside or wherever. So we did that. It forced me to be a lot more creative on my workouts 
and do a lot more studying about how I can still get people results without using the gym. So it forced me to grow. But at the same time, my engagement grew because everybody's sitting there watching what I'm doing. So by the time the gyms open back up and everything like that, like I'm busy. It's hard to take on another one on one client, you know, but, you know, and with that being said, it's now like I have trainers under me uh, for one on one. I have trainers under me for the online uh, part of it as well. And it all grew. You know, I I wasn't doing online training before um, and it just seemed so complicated to me. But, you know, when you need to make money (laughs) and everybody's stuck at home anyway. And being cautious about being around other people, you find a way. So, yeah, they say necessity is the mother of invention. Hey, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is, that's, man, where's the live by right there, y'all? Yes, definitely. So the pivot became easy for you right. after the embarrassing, like, hey, guys, we're open. And then they shut you down 24 hours later. Right. But then what did you manage to learn from that? I mean, the pandemic struck everybody in one way or another, positive or negatively. Your business happened to grow mm-hmm. exponentially because yeah. of it. But what did you learn from it that you could assist someone else with? What I learned from it is that. If there's an issue and a problem that you're having in your life, but you have a goal that you're trying to reach, you just simply stand up to it. Stand up to those issues. Stand up to those problems. And eventually it'll take care of itself. It's your your way to to grow at that point. You know, uh, I think I was listening to T.D. Jakes one time and he was talking about how, you know, the eagle is the only bird that actually approaches the storm and spreads his wings out further. When all other birds, when they see the storms coming, they know it, they can see it as they fear. They go fly out somewhere else. They bury under the ground. They do all everything else, but spread their wings and fly. And by doing that, with the when the eagle spreads his wings and he flies, those winds from the storms take him to higher heights, heights that he could never reach if he didn't have that storm. So, uh, there's a book also called Your Obstacle is the Way. Mm-hmm. Your Obstacle, that that thing that's hard for you to, to approach or hard to take on, that is your way that you're supposed to go. You're not supposed to go the easy route. I mean, every, I mean, it makes sense to go the easy route, you know, for yeah, protection, their fight or flight, less obstacles. But mm-hmm. how do you expect to grow and get to the next level? You know what I'm saying? Because if you're up there at the next level, something bad happened, you're going to knock you down to level one if you're always cowering away. Mm-hmm. So you might as well learn how to deal with the problems and, and just – how to be timeless. You know what I'm saying? No matter what happens, you're going to stand up to your goals. And, and, and that's what I learned. That was the main thing I learned. Just stand up to your goals. Have no fear. Even if you have fear, just stand up. Spread your wings anyway. Be that eagle. You know, uh, without that, that eagle is not going to fly that high. On a regular day, he's not flying that high. But when the storm comes, he fly right above the storm. Mm-hmm. Right above it. Agreed. Agreed. So what would you say would be one of your or three of your core values that Mm -hmm. you run your business by? Core values, three core values. If you have three. I mean, you can have Mm -hmm. one, you can have two, you can have 20, but, you know. Yeah. Well, for me, um, I heard the quote somewhere, read it somewhere that the highest commodity in life is the way that you make people feel. And so I just whether I feel like as an entrepreneur, I'm always on. If I'm if I'm up breathing out and about, I'm always on, you know, people are watching you. So always treat people right. Always just make sure you're good before you enter in any room. Never bring bad energy to a room and make people feel good. And when I'm, if I'm putting them through a session where they come in, these people are not fitness people, but they know that they need health. 
I mean, working out is crazy. It's you putting yourself through pain like every day. Agreed. You know what I'm saying? You putting yourself through pain. But I know this. Okay, if I can make that person smile or laugh two, three times somewhere during that session, then they're gonna be okay. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna they're gonna feel like, man, I want to stay working out with JT. Just but they don't even know what it is, and then they feel this sense of accomplishment. They were able to do these crazy things that they didn't even think they could do. You know. Get through it. Yeah, they hurting and sore, but they live with a smile, you know, and if you can make people smile and make people feel good in that way, while at the same time doing something that's going to help their longevity of life, you can't fail, mm-hmm. you know. So no matter what business is, I guess that's my core value right there, man. Just genuinely have that heart. If you're in the business of servicing other people, um, the highest commodity in life is the way that you make them feel. So hold tight to that. Make sure that your energy is good so that you are projecting that out onto other people as you go about any walk a day of life. You may be off of work that day, but man, you go to HEB, don't go to HEB all tore up looking and you know, whatever. Put on something nice, take a shower, go there with a good attitude and get it. If you don't want to talk to nobody, you don't have to, but be your best you can, you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Right Agreed. On. So talk about a failure that you learned from in, in your business. Uh-huh. If you had a failure, what did you learn from it? Oh, so I had some big failures in my business. Um, let's see here. Let's talk about a failure that I had. So <laughs> uh, I went through a breakup in the middle of my career, and that breakup was really bad on me. Uh, I got fat again oh <laughs> and, no and um i reverted back to uh i tried to get back into the oil field reputation ruined behind it labeled a felon just i pretty much hit rock bottom and i learned that you know once you're down there like the one thing that i just did i just immersed myself in personal development and you just have to continue to work on yourself no matter what level you're at if you're at rock bottom definitely Work on yourself, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Work on yourself so that you're good for yourself within and for the people around you. Um, and, and I would say that's the main thing that I learned, you know, to shorten up the, the long answer to that uh, is just continue to work on yourself, to continue to learn, continue to grow no matter wh- where you're at. If you're at the top of your game, the lowest part, if you stop growing, then that's that pretty much is a representation of death at that point. You know, you ended your career. You know, you've hung it up. You've made that decision and choice that you are done. Never think you know it all. Always continue to educate yourself and work on yourself. That sounds good. I like that. So let's talk about a success you learned from. Okay. What success have you had that has potentially changed maybe your outlook or changed mm-hmm. the trajectory of your business? Success is um, there. There's a I would say with my events um, when I because I hadn't done an event like in a long time. Um, I used to work for a multi-level marketing company and we would do events all the time and I never really headed any of them up. But then I started collaborating with people and doing other events and stuff like that. And uh, once I, for a long time, you know, a couple years or so, I just only focused on one-on-one training. That was it. And somebody hit me up with the opportunity to do an event. And when I did that event, I wasn't expecting much, you know, I kind of put together something simple, but very organized. And I wasn't expecting like nothing but maybe 35, 40 people to show up. About two, 300 people showed up to this event, Whoa. you know? Yeah, Whoa. a fitness thing, right? Yeah, just a fitness thing. Yeah, and I, I, and, but you know the beautiful thing is, I looked around the room, and it was people that like I trained throughout the years or did other events with and everything. And nice. I was like, wow, this is like all these people came out to support me. Like, 
whoa, you know, mm-hmm. this is huge. So uh, I would say the events is one of the one of the areas where I learned where I had these successes and what I learned. Uh, I guess it goes back to all these other lessons, man. Just continue to do people right. They are watching you, whether you think they are or not. I've had people reach out to me and be like, man, I watch you for years. That's why I came to this event, you know, and I, you know, I can't, couldn't afford the training, but I could afford, you know, this one event. And I, w- I just wanted to come out and support you, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, you, so you never know, you never know what new opportunities out there could take you to the next level. And so I just kept doing the events, added it to the arsenal of just something else that I offer, you know, with my business. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good because those successes lead to other successes. Absolutely. And just like failures, if you allow them to, could lead to other failures where you just stay in that quagmire of craziness in the pit, but you chose and you made a choice to come out of it. And look at your business now. I mean, you have trainers that work for you. You actually have a uh, food prep company potentially coming back online again. Correct. That's, that's right. Nice. Yeah. Real nice. So if you had to give advice to anybody in your industry or just general business advice, what would it be? General business advice, my industry, my industry, make sure you, uh, you know, when you should get into a business, make sure it's something that you're passionate about. Uh, I asked a millionaire well before this, like, I think it was my first year in the oil field. And I was looking at ways to just kind of expand. And I've always been fascinated by fitness. And this one guy, he wasn't even fit. He was an old, older gentleman. Um, and, and I've been, I've been the kind of person that always kind of has the business sense. Like wherever I go, I want to know who owns what, who's doing what, who's, cause that's who's making the money, who's owning the stuff around here. And so I found this one guy. He's the owner of all these bodybuilding competitions. And I asked him, I'm like, you know, hey, what can I do to uh, be successful like you? You know, I think I want to do the same thing you're doing with these bodybuilding competitions and everything like that. Like, like, what's the formula? Like, how do you get that going and everything? And I was thinking he was going to give me a breakdown of like, you know, first you do this, first you do that. But what he told me, he said, look, find out what it is that you're passionate about. And once you find that out, find out how to make money from that passion and and you'll be just fine because you won't leave something that you're passionate about. You know, other things come and go, um, you know, but when you're passionate, you have a strong why about what it is that you're doing. You know, so that's my number one piece of business advice for anybody. There's a lot of people like I know myself within my industry, myself and a couple other guys I know we have made personal training look really cool. Right. And so a lot of people get to the point they're pretty fit, whatever, and they feel like they want to be a personal trainer, too. And I love it. You know, do your thing, you know, but they may not be passionate about helping people or have the patience to do it or anything. They may be passionate about getting their own kind of results, but they may not have that muscle and mental capacity to do it for somebody else. Yeah, because people are true. Yeah. When they're trying to get in shape. Oh, yeah. People are true. Oh, yeah. Emotions come out that they didn't even know existed. Mm-hmm. And you might be the recipient of those emotions, positive or negative. Amen. Yeah. So, the, like you say, passion, knowing your why. Mm-hmm. Continue. Continue? You're just going to put me on the spot like I'm that? I'm sorry. What, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, it was just that thought because yeah. that person, they're mm-hmm. fit now. And they think they may have that. Yeah. But that passion ain't always yeah, there. Yeah, the passion's not always there. So, um, you know, and, and that's my thing. I mean, they, they, but you find out you always try new things, you know, and it may not be there. So, you know, training ain't for everybody, you know, but once they find their passion, 
you know, go all in on it. You know, that fit person is going to kill it because they've been disciplined enough to get their own results. Once they find what they're passionate about, they apply that same discipline to that business. They're going to kill it. That is a true statement, because once you find the discipline and recognize that you can do it, then you will be able to do it because you're going to apply the same timeliness, ability, effort into what you're truly passionate about. I love it. So tell me, how can someone get a hold of you? You can get a hold of me. You can visit my website right now. We actually just recently updated it with uh, more up-to-date information. It is www.thebootcampnation.com. Also on Instagram, Bootcamp Nation. And my personal Instagram is CoachJT247. And I'll even throw my phone number out there. It is 210-426-1355. You can call or text me, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Wow. Well, thank you, J.T. Lyles. We appreciate having you on the show. And please check out our um, our YouTube channel, too. We also have our videos and audios of our previous shows. We'd love to have you comment on them. Subscribe, like, and subscribe. Once again, Thalia Williams for the hustle, juggle, and struggle of small business. Thank you, J.T. Thank you, Thalia. For more information about any of our guests, or if you have questions and comments, please email us at admin at And don't forget to check out our website, PlemonsCPA.com, for upcoming events and workshops in San Antonio. David B. Plemons CPA Inc. is providing this podcast as a public service, but it is neither a legal interpretation nor a statement of David B. Plemons CPA Inc. policy. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the Hustle, Juggle, and Struggle of Small Business podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or their concepts or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. employees are those of the employees and do not necessarily reflect the views of David B. Plemons CPA, Inc. or any of its officials. You should always consult your own investment advisors, attorneys, and accountants before making any decisions concerning your financial matters. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact our office. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.